This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mark, Cedric, Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power and the passion in a unique packet. There, of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. And in breaking news from our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, uh, well, this is fantastic news. The Knights have finally dropped their long-awaited podcast, The Seven Pillars of the Punt. This 40-episode production, 10 years in the making, charts the rise of the Knights from the back streets of Kashan in the 3rd century BCE to the multi-million dollar powerhouse that is charity powerhouse it is today. The Seven Pillars of the Punt, yes, my very good friends, it's there when it's needed. Hollywood-bound tradies, job keepers, job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and footy season 2020 and another blast of boot. Buffs, right thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, mad football freaks, H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. A week in which Shockmate Gun McKenzie's sports rort saga erupted again at the highest level. Will this nation ever get to the bottom of this large handout from Sooty's handbag? Bang, bang, boom, boom. Another week for rugby league nuance. Eels v Tigers, what a stink. Chin! 26-16. But the big fellow in the pantaloons of plumage should put an AO-only warning before the kickoff. Kids are going to get turned off across the nation by rugby league if they see that sort of hardcore X-rated mayhem week after week. Oh, it was had me blanching. Honestly, I had to draw the forehead curtains and leave the room. Master Chef, well, it's over. I mean, what will we do with our lives now that the chef is cooked? Uh, again, I was rubbled at the final moment to the final hooter. Rubble, you know, dreams, dreams were shattered, I know, right across the nation. Crushed and torched with so many Australians, week after week, shock after shock, tears of joy tumbling down to the boots of judges and panelist members and people who had their hands in the blender. No wonder Australia is down in the dumps. I mean, that's a fact. You turn off something like MasterChef, it's going to take a hell of a, hell of a kick in the Guts to get it restarted. And with league superstar SBW bobbing back up down under as an A-class citizen, I hope he's made room for his busy league schedule. League, that's rugby league schedule for SBW v Gal. Yes, this is the one we've been licking our lips in anticipation for for a couple of decades. Yes, at last it's stool v drool. 
look, I know the uh, man with the feathers in the pants will be dragging the kid, kicking and screaming into the ring, and if he has to take on the gloves himself, he will, and knock both of them out, and, um, well, what, I can only describe it as a mini Royal Rumble. Now, uh, last night, obviously, it was a match-winning performance from T Green in the Giants' win against the depleted Richmond. I don't want to take anything away from the Giants' big win. They returned to form, but, it, you know, it was the grub who dragged them kicking and screaming over the line with five goals best on ground performance. Now, I just want to see an idea for punters. Could the grub Toby Green be in line for the Brownlow plus grub of the year? I mean, in 2020, funny things are happening and that could be the funniest of the lot. I mean, it's never been done before, but I'm not writing it off right now here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Aussies, tremendous to, well, Aussies, should I say, fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward solidly, solidly again through the stoolage of the week sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. That's the most important thing about Australia in the moment. If you're having a go, you're getting a go. If you've got something to, you know, if you've got something already, then get in the queue and have your hand out for another go. I mean, there's a dozen Krispy Kremes for everyone. All you've got to do is stand in the queue. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement. Australians, hold your head up. Hold your head up. That's the message from Soot today as we get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's lock horns with a man who's never looked at his shoes in his life. He believes it's un-Australian to drop the games to the Merrills. He's never clocked his docks. He's never taken a peep at the Raoul Mertens. And remember, a fashion fit you're certain if you're wearing Raoul Mertens. He's never blinked at his blanics. He's never clapped a Captain Cook on his campus. He's never stolen a deco at his echoes. He's never copped an eye full of his blundstones. He has never pulled a squiz at his Dunlop Volio C's or had a shufty at his Jimmy Chews. He whispered to me, through clenched teeth that is, that shoegazing is the sort of gear Verstappen would stoop to. I mean, it's completely un-Australian. I've worked with this bloke for the best part of four decades and I've never seen him look at his pedal extremities ever. That man is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky dude. Yes, <clears throat> thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Uh, it seems to me that it's possible that the grub may well get the brown low... What about the Verstappen? Whoa. Yeah, uh, no, he's in the running, I'm telling you. He's in the running, you. yeah. Grub of the year, the Verstappen and the, and the Brownlow. What a Just triumph imagine that. that. Whoa. And could he get the Coleman, you know, for the oh, most Oh, I hadn't kid. thought of that. No, well, no, I hadn't thought of it at all Whoa. until he got the five last night. Man. Now, uh, it's been a week of reflection, H.G., as you will know for all true believers. No more 747s. And when that uh, that beautiful bird, that classic, set off, there wasn't a dry eye in the nation, I don't think. No. That was just... It was just... It was Master Chef all over again. I know it was. It was just wonderful to see that. Uh, I waved as it went over my house. <laughs> Dipped its wings just a little bit, just, you know. One for you, Roy. That's it. It was a beautiful moment. I was I could hardly look at it because of tears. But it brought back so many memories, HG. Remember the, I think it was the Longreach, the Longreach we flew with, uh, QF1 I think it was, uh, to London all those years ago. I think, um, God, there were so many memories of that flight. I think Ralph Fiennes might have been on that flight oh, with us. Yes. And uh, that was a lively, <laughs> it was a terrific, look, notable in that regard uh, that, that the 747 could 
had room mm, in the cubicle. In, in the cubicle for, for, for all a couple. Th- yeah, on the indeed. Job. I think Boris Becker might have been on that flight as well. I tell you who was there was Gerard Depardieu. Yes, Gerard Depardieu was on that flight, and he let it all go yeah, because Fines was in the dunny. I know. <laughs> what a flight! What a well, memories. I know. Memories. Memories. Uh, now. Um, the uh, death of magazines this week, 2HG, yeah. it's, it's, it's God almighty. Made me think of Rugby League Week. Oh, wow. You know. That's been what gone for the, some time. I know, I know, but the memories. And I, I, look, I've still got one or two, in fact, I've got four issues that mm-hmm. go right back and they're still in very good condition. And it seems to me that for people worried about their super or what have you, if you had a couple of Rugby League Weeks... I'd get them valued because they're worth something. Uh, uh, if they're in good nick. Yeah, taking your Bradman coins. Too. Yeah. Oh, the Bradman coins. The, yeah, the, 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 the Bradman. Florin. Yeah, 20 cent. Beautiful, beautiful coin. Now, uh, so it was a, that, 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 that sort of week, a week for reflection. Uh, NRL heavyweight Graham Annesley warns players not to subject the game to ridicule. Uh, Any examples? There will be penalties. There will be penalties issued for for bringing the game into ridicule. Now, uh, milking penalties, diving, etc. What we saw from Slippery's chip might have been Brett Morris the other day. day, Mm. That sort of thing in future will come with a penalty. Uh, You may be, you may have to serve time and pay a fine if you bring the game uh, into. not so much disrepute, into ridicule, not so much ridicule. disrepute, but ridicule. It's a separate, separate thing. Yeah. Uh, but it opens up a whole can of worms that we might get to. Ridicule, God almighty. I know. Where do you start with rugby league and ridicule? It's predicated on ridicule. I only watch it to ridicule it. <laughs> and most Australians do. I mean, look at, I don't know. Gus Gould? Look at, well, exactly. Exactly, my point. What about Josh Dugan's? What about Dugan's tats? Is that bringing, is that setting the game up for ridicule? Of course they are. I mean, no one does that. Gonna really? Out of a love of ink. You only do it to get a laugh, to make yourself and your team look stupid. Anyway, more on this later, maybe. Now, she's alluded to this. Well, more than that, he said it. Sonny Bill Williams is going to join the Roosters for about $400,000, I think, to play six games. It's not bad. Not bad, is it? Uh, Trent Barrett is confirmed as the new Berry coach. God almighty, I hope it works. Mm. Fingers crossed. Mm. I just hope there's not a – that they can mesh whatever Barrett brings, you know, that sort of show pony quality that he wore so well as a player with that dog, that berry heart that Dean Pay had in spades. Anyway, anyway, let's just hope it works. Now, Paul Green says goodbye to the Cowboys and he's been linked with the Broncos. Oh, I'm sure that. I think, you know, Darius would be looking forward to that, wouldn't he? Paul Green coming? It'd be <laughs> great. Play on for a couple more yeah, years. Oh, yeah, Darius. Now, we'll put him back at fullback. Mm. That's what I'd be doing with Darius. If I was Greeny, that'd be the first thing. Darius, come here, mate. I want you with number one on your back. Oh, beauty. Thanks, Greeny. Now, who will coach the Matildas, HG? Now, 
I've been advising uh, Soccer Australia with this one, and I'm arguing arguing for Hank Doot. Um, <laughs> you remember Hank's great work? He might have worked with uh, Gus Hiddink. He did. He was, he was the assistant coach. Exactly. Right See, like he knows him. our systems. Yeah, he knows Australia. He knows Australia, and he fits in well. You know, he can walk down the street and you wouldn't pick him unless you knew it was Hank Dude, in which case you'd give him one. Hey, Doody, love your work. Remember in Russia? Love your dribble work, dude. <laughs> Remember in Russia? You had to go armed. He That's was right. prepared to carry heat. He was. To protect our players. I know. That's Doody. Mm. That's Hank. I'm waiting for the documentary. The Dude Story. Anyway, there's a chapter to be written as coach of the Matildas. Now, Surav Ganguly, the often troubled captain of India, uh, he doesn't want his team to have to spend two weeks in a hotel after arriving in Australia. He wants Class A citizenship. Mm. And uh, it looks like the the Indian Board of Control uh, are being sympathetic towards the call from Surav Gungale. And there is talk of um, special dispensation being given to the Indian cricketers. Anyway, there's, that, that's got to be massaged. I don't know how it's going to be done, but I don't think they're going to come if they have to spend a week or two weeks in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, popular Aussie golfing superstar, and uh, gee, they're not uh, terms you often get to link together, is it? Popular Aussie golfing and superstar. Oh, that's the word Hensby's tacked on. Oh, Hensby? Yeah. Hensby's still doing all right. He's Good. still 2,072 and holding. And holding. Now, uh, the popular Aussie golfing superstar I was referring to is Mark Leishman, of course. Now, he's released uh, a beer called Leishman Lager, both here and in the United States. Leishman Lager. I haven't tasted it, I haven't tried it, but it's been described as a mid-strength Monday night beer. Does my head in there? Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know the sort of beer. You know it's a Monday night. And you think, oh no, I don't want that one. Oh no, no. what am I going to? Ah, Leishman Lager made for Monday nights. Mm. What you do on a Tuesday night? I'm bugger if I know. You'd have Back to look to elsewhere. Hands, yeah, you would. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, it opens up all sorts of things for golfers. I mean, it does. doesn't it? I mean, I'd love to know what the Big Easy puts away on a Monday night. Ah, I wouldn't mind trying a Big Easy. Just give me a schooner a Big Easy. Thanks, mate. Must be a Monday night. Uh, Now, um, Penrith Panther Biddy Burns, HG, he's escaped censure after what's being described as a wardrobe malfunction, (laughs) which saw his his tackle exposed both on Channel 9 and Fox during family viewing time. Mm. I didn't know where to look. I was watching the game with family in the lounge room and uh, I had to turn the set off because... <laughs> so much junk. Well, if you want to go to... Um, I mean, there are... Channels. There are websites yeah, and websites. what have you that cope... Rugby League's tackle. ..that cope for that sort of lewd... You know, in your face. In your face gear that... Pants you know, some, the Yeah, some people get off on, but I don't. And I don't expect to have to explain what's going on when a player is lying there with 
everything exposed to the world. It's just not right. We see the AO. Yes. But the front of the broadcast would help that a lot. They would, yes, you yes, know, yes, yes. X-rated. That's right. Sport. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, there's been no suggestion of a penalty, a fine, censure, comment. Nothing has come from the man of feathers. Right. And that disappoints me because this is the first goal he's missed. He should have been right in front of this. Mm-hmm. He should have got right in front of this, gone on national television. Apology? National apology, yes. Mm. Mm. On behalf of the rugby league community and on, on behalf of all the families. Penrith Jumper. Who love their rugby league. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish to apologise. Mm. Yeah, and it offer, won't happen again. Or offer tickets to people who might be offended. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compensation, I think, HG. Compensation. Compensation. Yeah. Just people fill out a form. Yes, I was offended. Five grand comes through the door. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Make of that what you will. This is Max Verstappen Hour on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, let's begin with the big one of the week. Yeah. This is the problem the Rugby League has set itself from trying to distinguish in a court of law, that's a rugby league court of law, between ridicule and dispute. Now, mm. if I, and I'm sure Nate Miles won't mind me talking about this. Nate Miles, of course, is a fabulous player, great maroon, often led with his head. People complained about that. I didn't particularly. Mm. But then he got into trouble often from picking the wrong door and ending up outside nude. Yes. Uh, especially in hotel corridors. Now, we've seen that happen to Steely Sidebottom recently. We did. That uh, was the Carrillo incident. The Carrillo, the way he had ended up in the street with the Collingwood footy jumper wrapped to the night tackle uh, <laughs> or the wedding tools. Yeah. Um, you can't help these things. These are just events in a footballer's career which mm. they'd rather not happen. They're not trying to embarrass anybody. They're just going about being normal footy players. They are. So... Mm. Is that bringing the game into disrepute, using that as an example? Yeah. That's one thing. On-field action, Billy Burns, as you point out from Penrith, yes. completely uncontrollable incident, wardrobe malfunction. You would have to blame the people who designed the frock they were wearing. Yes. The kit they were wearing. Yeah, You know, it's got to be more secure, strapped yeah. down. Strapped down. Yeah. Uh, Prince Albert of Monaco strapped yeah. it down because of the obvious reason. He, it was always looking. Yes. Now, yeah. then we come to the difficulty of... Uh, what I'm considering uh, the ridicule, yeah. we have great cartoonists in Australia. Now, if Warren or Loonig, and they won't mind me using their names, Warren or Loonig draw a cartoon. Depicting which, rugby league. Thanks very much. Depicting rugby league in a poor light, mm-hmm. i.e. Nate Miles nude or yeah. a caricature of Nate Miles nude in the corridor after he picked the wrong door. You know, yeah. it's easy to do. I can see Warren doing it now. Great job. Yeah. Do they get pinged for <laughs> bringing the... Ge- Game or ridiculing the yeah, game? ridiculing the game. Or mm. is it, yeah. go back to the well, old... Well, in that instance, I think it would be the cartoonist. Yeah, now, sorry, yes, yeah, not. Now, I, I, think, I think Graham Annesley would have difficulty finding a court anywhere that would drag a cartoonist in to defend themselves for ridiculing the game. I think he's talking about players out in the middle at the time during a game. Right. Ridiculing the game. Yeah, but how so do they when, do it? Well, when Josh Morris, you know, th- th- flings himself onto the ground screaming, saying I've been hit and there's no player within 20 metres of him, mm-hmm. then you've got to say, hey, let's stamp this out. Now, this is Sticky Stewart's issue. Yes, I understand. He's worried about... Uh, Trying to get into soccer. Into soccer, yes, which we don't want. We don't want. This is what Annesley's concerned about. But it's just too broad, isn't it? It's too broad. But where does it run into... Where does it... Exactly, exactly. Okay. Could we have it then that that 
what Annesley wants is to get rid of milking. But then again, you know, penalty pullers like Tony Hearn. Would never get a game. They'd never get a game. Now, and people loved the work that Hearn got up to. Can I, I don't know how he did. He was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't matter what was going on. You could always rely on the puller. To puller. get one. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask, is it to do with if people laugh at it? Yeah. I suppose it is. So if the crowd erupts yes. in giggles, yes. I'd seeing a bit of night tool work, for yeah. want of a better way. Just or, not, or stupidity. Or stupidity, yes. Stupidity. Yeah. yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Deliberate stupidity, though, HG. Mm-hmm. It's got to be conscious. There's got to be uh, malice aforethought. You know, when when uh, when the Morris Kitty uh, yeah. took the dive, yeah. he knew yeah. what he was doing. He did. He did. He was he deliberately did. trying to get people to laugh. Well, he, I, don't, I don't know if he wanted people not, to laugh at him, but he wanted to get a penalty. He was prepared to go to any length to get a penalty. But are we talking about the game in COVID times yeah. where obviously the gays, because it's out front before all the others, yeah. is much more on rugby league and therefore Annesley doesn't want people, well, oh, I don't know. sending it up. Or are we yeah. talking about the history of the game, which yeah. is provided, you know, Fatty and Chook laughing at league? I, I mean, where does that sit? I know. I know. Do you know what I mean? Well, you wouldn't have books like that in Annesley's world, would you? Right. You, you just couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, I, I, look, I, I think it's a can of worms and I don't think it's solvable. I, I, I just... Well, you've got to call it out at the time and call what you see. So the Morris Kitty, for example... Because uh, that's the one most current in our, or Mind. uppermost in our minds. Mm-hmm. I mean, he should have been fined several thousands and sent off, and sent off, and not allowed to talk to anyone for oh, I don't know, fortnight, a fortnight, and self isolate, self isolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how would this improve the game? Well, it wouldn't. <laughs> Observant Australians, have you noticed a hero quietly going about their work at your local club? Jumper washers, line markers, witches' hat wranglers, sandwich makers. You know the type. Quiet, hardworking, no tickets, just real Aussies. Well, the Peter Volandis Local Rugby League Hero Award is back for 2020. Nominate your local hero now on 0467 920 You know, are people laughing at the Broncos, for instance, for being so hopeless? I mean, I just yeah. choose that as an example. Is that the ridicule? I mean, people aren't, yeah. you know, people think, what a joke. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, I think Channel 9 is culpable here. Mm-hmm. See, to put a Broncos match on a Friday night, he's asking, he's asking for trouble, yeah. isn't it? And speaking of Friday those, night. Those games should be buried. Yeah. Say one o'clock on Sunday morning. One o'clock on Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Can I come then to the problem of all those shows, which are great, Mm. and I love them, you know, run by Maddie Johns or Bo Champion or stuff like that. You know, the the professor does, you know, rugby leagues, uh, you know, one to six or whatever they're called. They're great. They're great. Very, very funny. Terrific. Are they going to be stamped out? Because they often air on making fun of rugby league. They do, Slash brackets ridicule. Yeah, and they're looking to ridicule. Looking to ridicule. That's exactly right. Funny things where a player knocks himself out on the goalpost. No one likes a joke more than I do. A joke well told. You know, three Scotsmen walk into the bar, for example, or the Scotsman. Isn't that a terrific joke? They're terrific. No one's hurt by it. No one's ridiculed. Now, if rugby league players want to have their own shows and tell jokes and make amusing comments, 
then that's great. Mm-hmm. I'd want to see. Like, I'd love to hear Matty Johns tell the tell the joke of the Scotsman, the Irishman, and the Dutchman who walk into the bar. The horse's head. Yes, yeah, it's very funny. Uh. But when they make jokes and send up players, uh-huh. that's when I've got to walk away. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Paramedic coach Brad Arthur, he's hit out of whispers emanating from West Tigers camp mm. that his players, the Eels, mm. are staying down to milk penalties, oh, yeah. warning people to be very careful before attacking his team's integrity. Oh. Now, see, this has got many... Well, this is gonna, well, it's up to the judge then, isn't it? Now, who's going to judge the, the, these issues? Well, Arthur was seizing, according to Brent Reid in uh, the yeah, Murdoch Press, yeah. was seizing at suggestions his players were pushing the boundaries to deceive match officials. Yes. The issue after a week when Sizik changed barbs over the Eels signing of Ryan Madison. Now, sadly, Ryan Madison was, I think, hit very hard by a Russell Packer, ch- you know. Oh, chocolate. Th- oh, yes, yes. You know, early on and early had to on. go off, I yeah, think. Yeah, he did. So we lost a lot of the glamour and spice from the match. That's true. Now, but the- that was just illegal play. I mean, Packer wasn't... <laughs> Trying to make it funny or anything, I don't think. <laughs> what a fascinating question. But he might have been. Yeah, I, right, I, I right. don't know Most what his sense of humour's like. Yeah. You know, Russell Pay, you might expect, you know, the Scotsman, the Irishman, but you're not going to get that. Right. You Just might get, get a Monday night beer across the back of the head or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or an elbow to the chair. Yeah, funny to him, but not so funny for... <laughs> the, the player. Yeah. Now... At the heart of the latest debate was Eul's back rower, Nathan Brown, who went to ground holding his neck but then bounced to his feet when they awarded the penalty for a crush at tackle that he thought was done by Tigers forward Sean Bloor Thursday night. Brown then demanded to be given the ball the next play and ran straight at Bloor. So you get the picture. Yes. He's whacked. He's so down. So he's milking it. Milking it, exactly. Well, there's got to be a penalty for milking, hasn't there? That, that's what he's calling for, milking penalties. Yeah, but then... Yeah, I know. It's very hard to judge. Well, you've got to have... I would suggest each team has a prefect. Oh, what a great idea. (laughs) With an extra stripe on the jumper. An extra stripe on the jumper. And so if there's any suspected milking, the umpire can turn to the prefect and say, well, let's say it's Cam. Cam, was he milking? No, mate. No. Okay. Play on. Is that how it works? Well, <laughs> it's a possibility. Now, social media went into meltdown in the aftermath. This is after the Brown incident. Mm. Uh, nine network commentator Phil Gould, amongst those to raise concerns, mm. I've been saying for years that players and coaches make mockery of the rules and fools. Make of the mockery? Rest. Well, yeah. that's what we've got to stamp out. Mm. I mean, someone suggesting Billy Idol at the NRL Grand Final. Was that ridicule or disrepute? Both. The Cult of Eleven believes in the power of the number 11. If you believe in 11, then bludge on the blind side, here on ABC Radio. Yes, now, can I just raise the question of SBW coming back to play in the Rugby League? Yep. Now, is this ridicule or is this disrepute? (sighs) This really does get on my wick. The dominant team... Has bumped off a couple of players to create, and because they got rid of Latrell Mitchell, etc., mm. they have got a bit of space in their cap, so they can employ yeah. Yeah. Uh, SBW. Maybe yeah. they're going to have a look at it. Obviously, yeah. uh, then then 
you know, I never thought I'd be saying this, but I agree with Anthony Mundine's comments, which mm. suggest he should go and play for one of the bottom sides. Yes. And his suggestion were the Berries. Now, I I agree with that. Yeah, I think I that he too. should go and play yeah. with a team that is not so dominant and likely to win the competition. Sure. There seems to be some pressure from Volanders and that lot to give Roosters another crack at the Premiership because they'll have three on the trot and, yeah. you know, what equal yeah. the great three on the trot from the Parramatta team in yeah. the early 80s. Yeah, right. That's yes. the 1980s. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it when people swan in mm. to the NRL, mm. drop their bags, pull on their shorts, never mind that they haven't played because he, the Wolfpack haven't been playing. Mm. That's where SBW normally plies his trade. Yeah. I mean, I believe it's bringing the game into disrepute yeah. because every other team oh. thinks that this is a joke. They the do. East may not. They do. But, uh, yeah. And I haven't seen Volandis try and explain it. No. No, no. Something's rotten in the state of Denmark when this sort of thing can happen. You're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, just imagine how terrific it would have been in the Berry's dressing room to have Sonny Bill come in. So much experience. So much experience. Have, you know. The younger players. The younger players. You know, people like Foran would think, wow, Sonny Bill's coming. Sonny Bill's coming, yeah. yeah. And, and Sonny Bill and Foran would get on like house on. They're, yeah. they're both Kiwis. Yeah. And they're both rugby league and nuts. Both, yes. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a fantastic, and and uh, you know, whoever's taken over from Dean Pay would have been great. Boys, this is Sonny Bill. You know, don't laugh at him; he's a great bloke. Um, he's not trying to bring the game into no, dispute, or really no, 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 no. And, he, and, he, and he's going to fight the stool later, and that that's going to be great. And we're going to all going to support him. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to support him, sir. You know, it would have been fantastic. Or a Titan, I could accept him as a Titan, as, as a Titan, mm-hmm. or even St George. Yeah, well, I think that's where he maybe thought of going first until yeah. Volandes nipped that in the bud. Right. Look, right. Look. Well, well, we'd have to ask Volandes, what, what is he getting at? Why is this special treatment for Easts, who've been getting special treatment since 1908? <laughs> it's a captain's call, thanks, Riff. Blokes, let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. Well, it's not as though... Sonny Bill can just wander in and drop the kit bag and then pull on the boots and run out. No. I mean... He's going to have to try and learn their systems, all well, of that. How about quarantine? Oh, yeah. Is he Class do... A? I, I believe he's he's potentially potentially Class A. And can you fathom... But I think it's up to the Berejiklian government. I think the Berejiklian government are going to stamp on this and say, sorry, Sonny Bill, hotel for two weeks. Yeah, but it's so hard to get a... Now, mm. it's so confusing, Class A. I think Danny Minogue, Nicole Kidman, stars, stars like that are allowed to swan in, mm. go wherever they like, yep. drop their bag, put yep. the feet up, go down the beach, yep. etc. But then others have to go to the quarantine. Yep. Sonny Bill, well, the trouble is by the time he gets through quarantine, it's two weeks. Yeah. Does he get a training tennis court to run around on or <sighs> does he have a garage where he can lift weights or whatever it is at the yeah. hotel or does he have to just look at the blank wall? Well, I'd say Easts or Volanders would would put him in a purpose-built lockdown. Unit. In a unit that has access to a gym, mm-hmm. uh, to a tennis court, to, to the sort of things a, a player of his calibre would and yeah. stature yeah. Should, would expect. Yeah. I, I think he would demand that. Um, I noticed Lenny from Captain's Flat has said that Annesley said, don't bring the game into disrepute. I remember him in his tiny white shorts refereeing. That's disrepute. And I'm sitting on a suitcase of old rugby league weeks. (laughs) So he's laughing. Very lucky. Now, there's trouble with him being released from the Toronto deal Mm. and getting paid what's owed to him. 
by the Toronto people. Oh, look, I think they're – I don't think any of the Toronto players have been paid for some time. They haven't. I think, In fact, I the think there's an issue going the on there. The team's been pulled out of the comp. It has. And there's uncertainty whether it'll go back into the comp. That's right. Now, That's uh, right. now he can't be a member of two leagues. Oh, is that a rule? Under NRL rules, he can't be contracted to two leagues. Oh. Uh, the rule was put in place to protect integrity. What? Integrity of the salary cap. It's why NRL twice rejected Benji Marshall's attempt to take off, uh, you know, play cameos in the Japanese rugby oh. uh, years ago. Now, which was a great shame. It was. They would have loved seeing. Uh, yes, I think we would I have would have loved to. It would have changed my view about rugby. Yeah. Seeing Benji Marshall go round. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a belief in the NRL that the this is, comes to uh, Class A. Mm. Uh, there's some suggestion that there's a belief the NRL has pushed its friendship with Australian border force to its limits. Yeah. Now, this is Dutton's lot. Yep. Sure, the Warriors were allowed into the country. So was uh, Bulldogs English import Luke Thompson, although getting him in was tricky according to those at League Central. But the fact not even a shrewd negotiating uh, tactics of the man of feathers could get an exemption for some of the Warriors' players' wives forcing four of them to return home is a worrying sign. Oh, dear. Williams is a Kiwi citizen, but working in his favour, his wife and kids do have Australian passports. Right. Now, uh, so the only wrinkle is extricating himself from the supposed to be the British Rugby League. That's where the Wolfpack's playing. Yes, correct. Yeah, the BRL. Yes. Now, can I come to? But a, a phone call could sort that out, couldn't yeah. it? Can I come to the nub of this? Uh, this comes from uh, the Nine newspaper. In February this year, the night before the Roosters beat St Helens in the World Club Challenge, this the writer sat in the stands with. Politis, and that's the boss of the, yeah. uh, the Roosters, and Coach Robinson, as Toronto played Warrington on a freezing night in Halliwell Jones Stadium, beautiful venue. Yeah. He's still, this is SBW, SBW uh, dazzling footwork and go-go gadget flick pass, which we all remember, yeah. but he struggled to break, break a tackle, struggled to get his hands on the ball, struggled to impose his will as he did in the second half of the uh, yeah. 2013 Grand final, that's a long time ago, 2013, uh, in rugby league terms. Yeah. He's played barely since. Meanwhile, under the rules, uh, the, NRL, the NRL has become faster. Under the new rules, the NRL has become faster. That's true. We'd all love uh, to be as unfit as Sonny Bill, but uh, the game has gone. Has the game gone past him? Yeah. After everyone's jumped through the appropriate hoops as the Roosters surge towards a third straight premiership with rival fans howling at the moon, we'll uh, soon see soon enough, should I say. We'll yeah. see soon enough. Now, they're big questions. They are big questions. And they're rugby league questions. They are. And, and Craig, Craig's got in touch. He says, it's amazing how Uncle Nick, that's Nick Pilates, has always got some extra cash in a brown paper bag stashed away under the divan for another player. <laughs> Australian women swimmers have won more gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally without Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Liesel, Lorraine Crap, and Madam Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on bludging on the blind side. Yes, yeah, so and now time for a bit of loot on bludging on the blind side. Look, this is a magnificent pack uh, we're giving away first up today. Their finest hour, a history of the Rugby League World Cup in 10 matches. Whoa. Now, this is written by uh, Andrew Marriott and, of course, Wayne Bennett's written the foreword. Yeah. Now, when we come to look at it. The uh, Quiet Man. The Quiet Man. Yeah. Match one, 1954. Yeah. Match two, 1960. Yeah. 
uh, match three, 1970. These tend to be all Great Britain v Australia, as you might expect. Uh, well, and later times, of course, Australia v New Zealand. So mm. it's, it comes right up to the modern day in match 10, 2013. So it's just a fantastic, mm. um, you know, should I say, collection of World Cup highlights. Okay. And Andrew Marmont, the uh, writer... I hope I didn't say Marriott to start with Marmont, mm. uh, was that born in Auckland, New Zealand, fell in love with rugby league when the Auckland Warriors joined the ARL competition in 1995. Yep. After graduating from University of Auckland, he moved to France before set, settling in Melbourne. He writes for the big league, rugby league world, not rugby league week, inside sport, etc. That's now, great. So it's a very well credentialed, yeah. very well researched book. Yep. Their finest out. And I'm throwing in the Olympic spirit, athletes pursuing the dream the will to win oh. is this a VHS of a magnificent. That sounds like a very uplifting. Very uplifting. No shoegazing there. No. So. Well, some, no, that's good. Some uh, lucky listener. Yes. Sorry. Now, Simon. Simon's just uh, reminding me a bit of a, a bit of history here. Mm-hmm. HG. He writes: uh, Would Canterbury want Sonny Bill Williams back? Maybe a condition of his playing in the NRL is that he goes back to Canter- Canterbury and actually finishes this time on his contract that he still owes the club. No, I remember this now. You do, I you, thought, yeah. Yeah, look, he uh, broke a contract. He did, he walked there, out. Yeah, enormous stink at the time. Yes. Brought the game into distribute and ridicule. And no one was laughing. But he was ridiculing the game. Because oh, he, he was ridiculing I mean, what the is game. a contract worth these days? I mean, that's well, what you've got Rugby league contracts have never worth Rubbish. Anything. Yeah, they're rubbish. They're rubbish, they're toilet paper. They are toilet paper. Yeah. Use toilet paper. COVID-19. I rest now, my case. The now, question. questions. All right. The question is, HG, what night of the week do you open the fridge to enjoy a Leishman lager? What night of the week? Okay. Beautiful question. And what is their finest hour and the Olympic spirit, the will to win? Remember Dean Schiffer, 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 Litty, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater, rugby league heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. So we're talking to Roy. Yes, we're joined by Felix, who's joining us from Cairns. How are you there, Felix? I'm very well, thank you, fellow bludgers. Yeah, now, have you been down to Rusty's Markets this morning, get yourself a cappuccino or something? Uh, no, no. Look, I'm uh, playing the COVID thing there. Oh, uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, is Cairns now going to get some AFL matches by the sounds? I think uh, they're even suggesting Carlton playing Collingwood might go to Cairns. Wonderful. You'll Wonderful be licking your lips in news. anticipation, oh, Felix? Mate. Go the Blue Baggers. Oh, good. I'd love to see him. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. I'm sure they've got some – I think they might even be part of a hub for yes. that far north. Yeah. I, be, I believe there might be uh, up to two clubs. Oh, yes. Yes, I be. think that's right. I think that's right. I, is it your feeling, Felix, that uh, once players get to get a sense of cans that they might want to stay? Uh <clears throat> It's a very good uh, question, actually, isn't it? <laughs> um, a lot of people who visit Cairns actually do end up coming back and then eventually staying. Yes. Um, and is that your story with Cairns, Felix? Mate, I'm a Victorian. Oh, well. <laughs> so so now you, you've gone to Cairns to escape something. Now, <laughs> yeah, what, what are you running ago. away from there, Felix? <laughs> no, I was running to at the time. Trying to catch up with something on a posty bike. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. All right. 
Uh, now, um, at this time, I know I'm not quite sure how um, many people can move from the southern parts to Cairns. Uh, have you got a lot of local tourists there, maybe coming from Mackay, Gladstone, Caboolture and so on? Mate, you're right there. There's a bit of local uh, intra-Queensland activity, yeah. but uh, I'm afraid our borders are shut. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, and, so there wouldn't be many backpackers there at the moment? Uh, no, international travel. No, um, no. Yeah, no, there's shortages there, mate. You yes. know. And um, what's your whisper? I know it's a little bit further north from where you might be. Is What's your whisper about what's going on in the reef? Is there anything left? <laughs> You want to get down there and have a look? I believe it's all right. Oh, you know, good. Right, okay, there's good. There's so many stories about the reef, but my, my word is that uh, it's not in bad nick. It's not know. in bad nick in your in your part there. Felix, do you get out to the reef often, Felix? Oh, I've been out a few times. Yes. Yeah. And uh, is there a... A, little, a little spot called Green Island, and that's actually very accessible. And, you know, there's a reef there as well. But if you want to get out to the outer reef via Port Douglas, you can do that. Oh, yes. yes now, yes, yes. do you have a couple of favourite spots you go to, secret spots? I mean, just the Felix spots as opposed to just turning out with the hoi polloi? Is that how it works? Locals oh, only? Or? Oh, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few. You don't have to tell um, us. It was just the idea. Yeah. Okay. You're heading up Barren Gorge Road to have a look at the tourist bit. And just as you get to about halfway, there are three very poorly marked car park spaces. Wow. And if you pull over into one of them, you'll find an ancient set of steps leading down to the gorge. Wow. And there you find yourself in the middle of it. And it's... It's something else, man, yeah. Oh, that sounds like trip. the sort of thing we shouldn't be telling people about. No, people didn't hear that. No. Only you and I heard yeah. it, Roy. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that. Me, you and Felix. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, now. well, the other one is Black Mountain, you know, head up towards Cooktown and get yourself into Black Mountain. Yeah. There's a whole cavalry that went in there that haven't come out. Wow. Oh, jeepers, creepers. Wow. I don't like the sound of that. Sounds like yeah. a sort of... yeah. Mystery uh, that uh, well maybe a, a series affair. yeah a series a series yes. a film yeah um, well it's a Ronnie Big story there too I think you know Ronnie oh, Big oh Ronnie Big ended up there he did he did what a great uh, he was a local identity yeah. for many many years well I would by the sounds of things feelings what you what you're suggesting is that if anyone does have you know a bit of heat coming down on them go to Cairns. <laughs> Mm. Blend in. Or Blend in. If you, want to, if you want to get rid of a bit of heat, it's a good... <laughs> oh, well, the less said about that, the better, I think. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, uh, we, Roy... don't to, we don't want to bring uh, yeah, r- ridicule to, yeah, uh, no, no, that's to, right. to cans. Now, uh, Felix, well, let Roy um... shout out the question have a swing at it. Now, the question oh, is, Felix, what night of the week do you open the fridge to enjoy a, a Leishman lager? Well, Leishman Lager, what a wonderful idea. Eh? It'd have to be a Monday night. It That's is. absolutely right, Felix. The Olympic spirit, the will to win on VHS, their finest hour, Andrew Marmont. We'll get them in the mail to you as soon as they can. And even though you're way up the top there, I'm sure they'll be there in the next fortnight. Thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. 
brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kernos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the blind side. Now, speaking of Queensland uh, and movement, which uh, Felix obviously gave us the update on there, there's enormous problems with this Tim Zoo Jeff Horn bout. This is, yeah. uh, I think, uh, I forget how we've described this, the Battle of Bridges or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Now, yep. it's, uh, the fight preparation has been thrown into total chaos mm. with Timmy Zoo, the Sydney fighter, scrambling to find a flight to Queensland to beat potential border closures. Oh, now, Lord. I think, now, it's in August the 21st or something. Yeah, I know, but it? I think the border closure was announced last night. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, the Palaszczuk government's going to have to step up here and offer a special dispensation. The zoo camp is trying to have the fight cross the Queensland border within the next 48 hours so the fight against Horn can go on as planned uh, August the 26th in Townsville. Uh, now, I might have got the AFL hub wrong, actually. It might be Townsville. At, uh, no, I think it's Cairns. Oh, Cairns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cairns. Collingwood. Yeah, I think so. Cairns. Yep. Okay. Yep. One of them's got a new stadium built. Uh, you know, where the Titans play, sorry, the Cowboys play? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I'm pretty sure is Townsville. I think it is Townsville, yeah. but it, it wouldn't be suitable for AFL because it would be oh, rectangular. Square. Okay, yeah, they're looking for an oval, yeah. yeah. Now, increased COVID-19 cases across New South Wales has fight promoters fearing the Queensland government could close the border imminently. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure where we got to with this. I thought they shut it last night. I did too. I did too. But surely some sort of dispensation or, or surely Tunnel? we could solve this or... I don't know, maybe get the Navy involved and get a submarine, put him on a submarine and take him up to Wherever. Townsville, mm-hmm. release him there. But it's got to be a way. Well, at this stage, Queensland has closed its border to New South Wales residents from select hotspots, suburbs where second waves of coronavirus are spiking. Oh, well, that's true, but there's no suggestion that the zoo's living in a hotspot, is there? Well, not yet. However, there are fears the New South Wales border could be shut for all residents... Uh, In coming days, if the COVID uh, cases continue to increase. Yes. If Zoo is still in Sydney when that happens, it would likely kill the chances of the multi-million dollar bout proceeding. I had no idea. I had no idea. Multi-million dollar Yeah, multi-million, yeah. What? Would it be... Does it work the other way? Could the fighting primary school teacher make his way to Sydney? I believe he could, but that's just me, and I haven't spoken to Dutz about it, yeah. or Hank Doot for that matter. Yeah. Uh, we've been keeping the uh, a close eye on what's happening with border shutdowns. Yeah. We're prepared to, and ready to go, Zoo said. It's not ideal for such an important preparation, but it is the new normal. Very modern. My team will deal with anything that comes up. I remain focused regardless on where the camp is. My training and preparation will not change at all. Just a different gym, different state. Yeah. Now, Zeus well, this has got to be this has got to be addressed, HG. It's got to be addressed, and it's too important. This bout has got to happen. <laughs> Quiet Australians, raise the Olympic gaze and reset the controls for July 2021. Stand by for a golden shower in Tokyo. Hunters, stay up to date with updates right here on Bludging on the Blind Side. 
Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved, text number 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or over the last little while, people have been in touch with us at royandhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, they have, HG. Uh, Gary's been in touch. Uh, Gary says, uh, my daughter Amy, uh, with a first-class honours degree in media studies and is a self-proclaimed grammar freak, Mm-hmm. Gee, that's rare, isn't it? People a grammar freak. Love grammar, yeah. Grammar. I think there used to be a book called Usage and Abusage, which was the standard yes, text. Yeah, that'd be right. It's changed a lot now. Yeah, Texting's buggered everything. <clears throat> yes. Well, well, usage now determines grammar as yeah, much does. as anything else. Yeah. Like LOL, ONG. Yes. Yeah, there you are. WTF. Yep, yep. That's enough of that sort of talk. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Next thing you know, you'll be. Before Annesley. Yeah. Ridicule. <laughs> now, anyway, his daughter has raised a couple of uh, critical nuances that, through confusing terminology, may be impeding the capacity of AFL and rugby league, both codes, to buck us up. One, in AFL, why are points called behinds when they would be more accurately described as besides, given that the point scoring areas are beside the goalposts? That's a reasonable point. Mm hmm. Secondly, in rugby or rugby league, why is a score called a try when it would be much more accurate to call it a success? Well, in all fairness, with that one, I think try comes from triangular three because a a try was worth three points when the game came into being. Uh So I think that's the the, uh, derivation of that. But I don't know about the uh, behinds. No, I can't help you with the derivation of behind, but mm. I wouldn't change it now because just imagine BT and Bruce oh, trying Lord. to get their heads around that. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't. It would just be too much at their stage yeah. of their careers. Yes. And uh, I know people still criticise them. I don't. No. You've got to imagine that they're not in the same room. They're not looking at the match from the same perspective. They're not even looking at the game from anywhere common, as no. in common to everybody. They're just sitting at home rabbiting on. Yeah. And so they rabbit on about anything that passes their mind, the colour yeah. of the television, the size of the cup of coffee they've got, yeah. numbers of jumpers of people who have left clubs. Yeah. I mean, it just does my head in. Yeah. And, you know, people say, oh, muted. Well, hang on a minute. Part of the excellence of yeah. the tradition of AFL that we've grown up with is having a standard of commentary which was useful to an understanding of the game. I agree. Because can I point out that in the back is back? Yeah. Last night uh, in the Giants-Richmond match, they gave it about 20 times. Did they really? And the previous week, about how about that blow fest that got 48 frees? Yeah. You know what I blame? I blame Clarkson talking to the murderer yeah. with their laptop open. That's right. I mean, that's the only way rules get changed, nuanced, subtly. Yeah. All of a sudden an email comes around, pay in the back, the crowd's getting restless. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, besides, yeah. it'll never happen. Sorry. Well, I hope that uh, helps uh, with uh, Amy's issues there, um, Gary. Uh, now, uh, this has come from Alex. She says, um, isn't it funny how sometimes a rugby league thought just comes to you? Yes, it is funny that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Not often, no, it doesn't expected. have to be ridicule or anything. It's yeah. just a thought. Yeah, just an idea. <laughs> yeah. He says, like, sometimes I'll be at work lying on my bed or doing the washing, etc. And a thought such as, what's wrong with the Broncos? Should they get rid of Seabold? Is his 50% win from the next 10 games to keep his job fair? Will come into my head. Yeah. He says, or even whether there is, uh, there is a coach's union and why not? Is this a breach of his coach's agreement? And if so, why or not, why not? Thoughts such as these will come into my mind. 
or what Joey has for breakfast. I'm still wondering what Sturlow has for breakfast. Or why doesn't Dishhead like being called Dishhead? Or even if Volandis would make a good PM, etc., etc. I just can't get rugby league out of my head. Does anyone else have this problem? What a good question. Well, Alex, I, I think I think it's called being Australian. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I think COVID's brought it on more. Oh, it's it's, you know, it's you're it's, isolated. Uh, accelerated these Accelerated. Yeah, yes. so many things. Yeah. As yeah. you described it all those years ago, the arrow yeah. of history. The arrow of We're history. living through a time where the arrow yeah. of history is I know. going straight. And rugby league nuance is it's, it's, it's dominating people's lives. Now, for instance, I know that review that But uh, it's not a form of madness, Alex. No. It, it's it's a window to sanity. <laughs> Isn't it? And humour. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. there's so many without, without, I ridicule without ridiculing the game. You can laugh at something without ridiculing, yeah. can't now, you? All those, all those topics <laughs> that he raises, I could knock out probably 100,000 words on Easily. every one of those. Easily. Now, there's a novel in each of them. <laughs> and we come to that review you're conducting for the Broncos yeah. at the end of the season, That's which can't right. be that far away now. No, it can't. Can I ask, you know, mm. what will you be looking at apart from the win-loss? Oh, well, culture. Culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm interested in culture. Mm-hmm. I want to import what we had at the Shamrocks into the Broncos. That's what I want. You know, and I'm not alone. Now, uh, she, uh, there was a lot of mention of thallium in last Saturday's yes. episode of The Bludge. This has come from Tim in Bangalore. Yeah, he said, can I point out a fact that may have escaped your attention? Mm. This will be good. Look at the letters as numbered in alphabetical order. T, 20, H, 8, A is 1, L is 12, etc., etc. When you add them all up, thallium, you get 96. Minus the number of letters in thallium, which is 8, you end up with 88. Divide by the number of letters, 8, and we all know the result, 11. Clearly the murder weapon of choice for 11 Run that one by Janet. And he says, P.S., I don't care what she says. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, well, he's worked it out. He, Fair point. He probably watched that eight out of ten Cats Does Countdown show. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Well, well, is that the one that Richard Moore? No, that's called well, Letters and Numbers. Oh, well, that's just as good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, a bit, bit quiet for yeah, me. Yeah, a bit quiet, yeah. <laughs> the eight out of ten Cats, I mean, the elegant solution. It needs solutions, a crowd. It does. I know you it can't in does. a COVID world, but. Turning Letters and Numbers into variety. What mm. genius. Brilliant. Nugget's been in touch. Oh, Nugget, yeah. He says, bring your attention <clears throat> that you mentioned the lady going to the elderly neighbours for elevenses at precisely 1.11pm on the 11th of July. Are we aware of this? No surprise. No surprise. That's an excellent observation. <clears throat> it is, isn't it? I tell you what's interesting about that is where yeah. are we at the moment? Oh, sorry, we were at 12. We began that thing when it was 11. Yeah, we did. It's freaky, isn't it? I know. It's, once you get into it. Once you get into it, yeah. You, I mean, the only thing that can restore sanity is rugby league. Uh, now, Stuart's been in touch just quickly. He says there's still a de- deficit of door handles in the Broncos' room of self-doubt. Yes, <coughs> yes. I, I mean... Although no one would have beaten uh, the Storm. I mean, it was a masterclass from Cam, wasn't it? Yeah. Look, Cam was like a colossus last night. Yes. He didn't. I mean, yeah. he just ran the game. He pulled all the strings. He refereed. Re- he refereed. Played both sides. He did the work of the touchies. He yeah. advised Scored. the... Yeah. Now, can I ask, and this is an interesting point, is telling the referee <laughs> what's going on in the match, is that... Bringing the game into... Dis- ridicule the game. Yeah, or disrepute, because people don't like that. No, they don't. They might have 
many games he's played. Never mind that the missus got the you know the bauble from the yeah. head office for Landers. Oh, Barbara, yeah, she got the ring, didn't yeah, she, from the, the NRL? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone begrudges. No, I d- Barbara getting her ring. Surely, I didn't. You're not suggesting that that's bringing ridicule to the game, is it? Well, how many other players? Wives, partners, partners yes. have been given rings. None. Yeah, no, true. None. True. It's because Cam does so much. Yeah. You know, he was advising the Broncos on how where they should line up their yeah. defensive. And all let's of that. not forget when they when the uh, storm thrashed the Warriors about ninety nil. Yes. He went to the rooms afterwards and thanks the boys for coming. He did and gave them some advice. Yeah. You know? I get some props. Yeah. Well, yeah. Defense wins matches. Yeah. Talk to Sonny Bill. Yeah. That sort of stuff. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Now, the funny thing is, though, is yeah. lots of people would think talking to the ref the way he does. Yes. Why didn't he shut up and just play? Yeah. Well, because refs rely on him now. Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year Toby Green be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. It's Bludging on the Blind Side, Roy. You've got an update on uh, controversy. Oh, well, there is some controversy as to where the word try came from in the context of rugby league. Some are suggesting, H.U., it's quite a powerful argument that in the early days of rugby that you got nothing for putting the game, putting the ball over the goal line, mm-hmm. but it gave you the chance to kick a goal. You could try to kick a goal once you got the ball right. over the line. Okay. Primitive, so, wasn't it? Very primitive. I mean, all that work to get the ball over the line, you get nothing yeah. for it. You just get what three if you got points. a dud, you know, dud kicker? Kicker. Mm. Now, get this. Gee, kickers must have been really important in the early days. Yeah, unlike today. Unlike. <laughs> <laughs> now, get a load of this. So you're ready to be shocked? Mm. A disagreement. <clears throat> over how he should be treated for concussion was the key reason behind Parramatta star Ryan Madison's decision to call it quits on his time at West Tigers. Now, he's already been in the yeah. show today mm-hmm. because he got whacked mm-hmm. early on and couldn't take part in the rest of the game when, of course, the Eels played the Tigers the other night yes. and obviously a grudge match with a lot of spice concerning it. Yep. Uh, now, these <laughs> uh, grievances... Uh, a disagreement over the way the club treated his recovery from concussion, Mm. a belief that he was pressured into playing a game just two days after being in hospital on a drip and indicating that he wasn't up to it. Yeah, and they still made him play. Taking exception to coach Michael Maguire questioning his toughness, a belief the Tigers weren't looking after his body the way the Roosters did. He'd come from the Roosters, obviously, forcing him to play underdone and fatigued. Oh, dear. And wait for it. This is the one that got me. Training sessions running over time, one of which ran. What, through, uh, overnight? <laughs> Not bad. 11 minutes past the schedule finish time. Hey! See what Whoa. I mean? Whoa. Uh, you think we make this up? We don't. Whoa. Wouldn't Fact. that get up your nose if you're Do not we... an elevenist? Or if you Were are aware of the, the significance and the power of 11. Yeah, you don't want to go Suddenly there. you're playing and you coat an extra 11 minutes. Mm. Would drive you berserk. Inhuman. Inhuman. 
Despite Madison's complaints, the Tigers are still unsure as to why he packed up and walked out just one year into the three-year deal. Oh, well, the reasons are He's big. Is there a suggestion that the West Tigers don't take concussion seriously? That appears to be the case. Mm. Now. Well, of course, in the old days, it was called the Half Dream Room, wasn't it? Was. It was. And, and a lot of players played London. their best. Yeah. Royce Simmons. Simmons scored yeah. a couple of tries in the Half Dream Room in, in a, a grand, grand final. final. And then promised to have a beer with everyone in Penrith. In Penrith. Obviously concussed. Yes. <laughs> now, well, at least try that Leishman lager on a Monday night. McLaughlin Gate. No one is talking about it, and yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side is all ears. Yes, now we come to the baffling case of Joseph Suwali. Ah, yes, the one, the Wunderkind. Yes. Mm. Uh, tug of war, isn't it? It's a tug of war. A tug of war, that's right. Mm. That's right. Look, I'm just wondering if Sooty Morrison's 400 mil, yeah. some of it could be, he, you know, slice of it, let's say 50 mil, mm. could go to a, a biopic. I mean, the kid's done enough already if he never plays mm. for either of these clubs. Mm. Uh and yeah. how comfortable are you with this? What, with the um, 400 million? Yeah. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say with the treatment of the young, well, mm. I think he's, he plays currently for the Kings' first 11, ah, uh, first 15 First rather. 15, their rugby team. Yes. Yeah. Thus his interest in rugby, I suppose. His heart probably lies in in rugby. Mm. Um, but then we think. But at Rugby Australia, I think they've promised him 3 million, haven't they? They have. They have. Have they got three million? I thought they were struggling. Well, this is a big question. I thought uh, uh, the the deal Raylene Castle couldn't get with Fox and the broadcasters meant, meant that they were penniless. Yeah, down the toilet. Now, according- I'd want to see that money if I was the kitty. Before I said yes, yeah, I think it'd be very. I wanted it in cash. Up, yeah, up front. Yes, in plain paper bags. Yes. Now. According to the nine newspapers, there's something stomach-churning about what's happening to the 16-year-old Joseph Swaley, who's been pushed and pulled mm. by South Sydney, Rugby Australia mm. and shadowy advisors, a lot of whom live in Cairns, as he weighs up a monumental decision about his future. Now, according mm. to certain people at South, he's agreed to a three-year deal worth $3 million to join the rugby union. Yeah. According to Rugby Australia, that figure is stuff of fantasy. Highly placed sources suggest the figure is closer to 80% short of that. In other words, 200000 a year. Right. Which is obviously less than 500000 Yeah, but when you're – how old well, is he, 15? Yeah. <clears throat> well, 200000 would seem like a hell of a lot though, wouldn't it? Now, wait till we get to it. Yeah. Uh, look, obviously the only player they could compare it with was Kalen Ponga. Right. And there's also talk that uh, the Newcastle Knights fullback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there's also talk over Russell Croward, phone Suwali and his family at the Nana Glen. Mm. Beautifully named place, isn't it, Nana Glen? Mm. Would you say that was bringing rugby league into distribution? <laughs> <laughs> Naming a joint like that? <laughs> Farm to convince him to become a full-time rabbit. Yeah. South uh, boss Blake Solly denied this was so and Crow didn't reply when asked for comment. But you can bet Crow would put on the Maximus voice and amp up the charm in order to sign the kid. I mean, that's a big call, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but would Suwali, I mean, Gladiator's a fair while ago now. He wouldn't know. Would he know about it? He wouldn't have a clue. Would Wayne Bennett have given him a, you know, DVD, DVD. and said, look at this, watch, watch this, watch this show? Well. And, and then, bing, bing. 
Hello. Hello, it's me. Who? Marcus Aurelius. Was that his name? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a historian. Anyway. Yeah, that'll yeah. do. Well, Marcus really is here. <laughs> yeah, and I want you to be a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much have you got? Yeah. How much have you got? It's got to be more than two hundred thousand. And what you got to be more than two hundred thousand. Mum, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Aurelius. <laughs> now, now, and what's your attitude to number eleven, Mr. Aurelius? <laughs> now, get this. Yeah. But if he plays rugby, though, he's going to play with Randwick or I don't know. Well, that's, wow, I hadn't thought of that. I had him marked down as a tar. Well, he'd go rebel. straight into the tars. He wouldn't play shoot shield, but he'd have to <laughs> cut his teeth at shoot shield level, wouldn't he? I suppose he would one match hmm. or 11 matches. Yeah. That'll do. Although I don't think Falau played shoot shield, did he? Don't think no, he did. He I think he just went straight into yeah. the Waratahs. God, yeah. no wonder things have gone pear-shaped <laughs> for rugby. No. <laughs> um, the family just wants the right decision, not the most lucrative for their talented kid. Right. Now, another emerging figure in negotiations is art dealer Steve Nesteski. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A South tragic who is best mates with Craig Wynn and unsuccessfully tried to lure Semi Rudra to Redfern last year. Right. He's described himself to several people as Suwali's advisor. Mm. But some say the description has been overcooked. Mm. Rugby Australia officials had never heard of Nesteski when his name was mentioned yesterday. Do we know if Suwali's spoken to Nesteski? It doesn't appear the case. Right. Now, So we don't know if he's spoken to Russell Crowe either? No. Because Russell's not saying yes or no. No, he's not. Is Nesteski saying yes or no? Not yet. Not yet. Now, Nesteski, I love But we know Wayne Bennett's spoken to him. Yeah, that's true. And Because he went and had a photo op with Wayne Bennett... Holding a Rabbitohs Guernsey. That's right. And, of course, uh, the top bunny, yeah. uh, Russell, spoken to him because they ended up at Nana Glen. Mm. Now, Nesteski steered Suwali towards James Erskine, who manages Shane Warne, David Warner, Ian Thorpe, but right. nothing eventuated. Right. Suwali still has no manager, although uh, many have tried to sign him in recent months. Mm. Nesteski was watching his son get monster by Suwali at the New South Wales Junior Championships five years ago mm-hmm. when he discovered he was standing next to the youngster's father. Right. Does he play rugby league, Nesteski, whose son uh, played for the Coogee Wombats, asked, uh, he asked. Does he play rugby league? Anyway, on and on, on it goes. On and on it goes, right. So now, the, kid, the kid can play... Rugby or rugby league. Sounds like. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Souths have done everything they can to secure him since he started in the Harold Matthews and SCG ball teams, right. including training sessions with senior squad over summer. Well, he's been training with them. Yeah. Suwali has. Yeah. With the ball team, the SG ball team. Ball. Ball. <laughs> what about flag? Oh, he did flag. He's done flag. <laughs> what they believe interests Suwali is representing Australia in sevens rugby at next year's Tokyo Olympics, which has been dangled in front of the teenager for some months. Right. But the trouble well, is... Well, I hope so. whoever secures the kitty, mm-hmm. I hope they make it clear that he's got to finish his high school certificate, mm-hmm. get a trade. He might be only in year 11 at the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get a trade and once you're fully ticketed because it, it's... You know, a trade you carry with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, no weight. There's no weight. Point. No weight in the hip. No weight at all. No. Rugby league, you're here today. You're here today, gone tomorrow. It's exactly. Yeah. You've got to think of post-rugby league life, whether you're going to be a sparky or a 
Plumber or... Plumber, Dadaloo or Chippy. Chippy. They're your three choices. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? That's in Australia too. Or Fitter and Turner. Oh, Fitter and Turner. How many Fitter and Turners do we need? Well, we don't have much of a manufacturing industry, do we? So maybe Fitter and Turner is not the way to go. But in terms of buildings, throwing houses up though, I mean, your, your, your Chippies, your Sparkies, your Plumbers... Brickies. As much as... Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Brickies, yeah, yes. Brickies. He could be a terrific brickie. He'd be great. Yeah. Now. But he shouldn't be able to play either rugby or rugby league until he's got his trade. Right. Set him up. Right. How good and is he? And that comes know... to his advisors now. Now, I don't know who's advising him, but I'd like to advise him. Mm-hmm. And I would say, where does your heart lie? You know, when you see rugby league come on the TV, do you stand up? Or do you stay sitting down? Bludging on the blind side as a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. This week, uh, you know, if all things have... If things had worked out a little bit better, we would have been sitting back enjoying the Olympic Games with Bruce calling the swimming. Yes. Uh, and obviously Australia getting a lot of medals. Ah, we'd have been in the middle of the opening ceremony right now, wouldn't we? It's hard to imagine that, isn't it? Yes. I, I can picture it though. I can yeah. see. Mm. Do, do we know what the Australian uniform was going to look like? No, actually? I don't think so. But they solved the problem of the green and the gold. It rarely works, does yeah. it? It takes a... Well, you know, those sort of big things may not be possible anymore. Mm. You know, like uh, obviously 100,000 people packed into a yeah. stadium in Hard Tokyo. to imagine, isn't it? Yeah, with thousands of uh, yeah. athletes yeah. close yeah. by. Now, yeah. uh, looking at next year, I did see some comments this week that athletes will have to be effectively prepared in their own countries yeah. and do a fly-in, fly-out, hit-and-run sort well, of. Well, that's not an Olympic Games. It, thanks very much. It's not an Olympic it's Games. It's not. It's the camaraderie of the athletes, meeting of nations. It is. The downing of, you know, it is. what would I call it, hostilities. Yes. The uh, getting together and having fun, yep. using more condoms than it's possible to yes. imagine ever. Yes, yes, Meeting people from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. people that have different cultures, mm-hmm. different languages. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what right. it's all about. It's about expanding your mind as well as, you know, putting in and going for gold. Oh, well, obviously going for gold. Going for gold, number one. Now. And then the cultural aspects later. I mean, yeah. you've got to make sure you, you stay focused on your event. Until I mean, you don't other. start partying. No. Until your event is completed. Yeah. And you've been on the dais, you've received your gold medal. That's your licence. Correct. To buy the condoms, da-da-da, meet, hello, how are you? What's your name? <laughs> Pink dude. Dirty. Love ya. You know, like a, yeah, like a leashman lager. It's a yeah. Monday night. <laughs> you know what I mean? One thing leads to another. All of a sudden you're horizontal. All of a sudden, yes. Mm. Now, I've got to say, <laughs> that the difficulty is, is that I suspect mm. what's beginning to dawn on the Olympic movement, yeah. no pun intended, yeah is it's never going to be like it was ever again. Because once you allow this hit and run, you don't need a village anymore. Mm -hmm. All you need is a, you know, a fast lane on the freeway from the airport to the venue, then back again. Well, the stadium would be right beside the airport, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to revolutionise our understanding and you drop a lot of... Well, no need for stadiums anymore. Exactly, exactly. I mean, why would you do that? The crowd will never be there. No crowd. You might as well just have studios, sets... For the various sports. That's all you need. So It's going to be a lot easier to put on, though, in this 
Well, that's it. It'll be a lot cheaper yeah. to put on. Yeah, because you won't have to build anything. Makes it a lot better, doesn't it? So International Olympic President Thomas Bach and Tokyo organisers, including Dick Pound, mm. have foreshadowed a strategy to simplify the Games in terms of its cost space but logistic as assignment of guarding against an outbreak at next year's Olympic is one of, the monum- of, it's one of monumental proportions, according to the nine newspapers. Yeah. Australian uh, boss Ian Chesterman believes Tokyo can go ahead in 2021 even with the revo- virus not under control. He believes that. That's what planet's he on? Because of the detailed planning being undertaken by the IOC, the Games Organiser and the Japanese Government, the postponed event is now scheduled to start a year from, let's say, Thursday, last yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I think there is absolutely a commitment from everybody to put in place protocols which would allow that to happen. Mm. The IOC obviously work hand-in-glove with the WHO organisation and the Japanese have announced that there will be a whole-of-Japan response to this developing a plan which would allow everybody to arrive at the Games, compete at the Games and return. Right. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how it's going to work either. So will there be an opening ceremony or not? I don't think so. I don't think so. There might be a bath of sanitizer, though. Yes. Which which a couple of members... Well, there would be. There'd be a bath everywhere. Yeah, I know. But what I meant was that, say, the venue... Yeah. Obviously, that, that app we've got, which works, yes. would be on everybody and mm. they'd come through. No one buzzes. Obviously, no one buzzes yep. on the app anyway, yep. whether you've got it or not. And you've got to maintain the 1.5... Metres. Metres. Does that mean, say, with uh, the 100 metres that... Or the lanes are bigger. The lanes are wider. Oh, much wider. Much wider. Yeah, it takes up about 400 metres across now. Oh, what about you'd like your 400 metres and that where they bunch up? No, they're not allowed they're to not do allowed. that. They're not allowed. They'll have to run in lanes. Yeah. See, the 800 metres will be all in lanes. All, all in lanes. Now, have you been approached? I know you've done yeah, a lot of biosecurity work with the NRL. I have. Have you been approached about modifying, adapting what you're doing with Rugby League mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, Tokyo circumstance? Well, they're certainly very interested in what's happening in Rugby League. They, 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 they are most impressed that they're that Rugby League, whatever the qualities are, and we discussed this at length last week, whatever the qualities the game possesses makes it immune, seemingly, to the coronavirus. Even now, if you spit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now... I don't believe that. I just think it's been the the, the, the meticulous mm-hmm. attention to detail from and the discipline of the players. Yeah, the discipline of the players to have that sanitizer bath every every few like twenty minutes. It, yeah, it's yeah. right beside the door. Mm-hmm. Whenever you walk in or out of your place, your first instinct now for all rugby league players in the bath, straight in the bath, and they love it. Yeah. Now, it's that attention to detail you need. Now, the the Japanese, I've said to them, I said, you put, you're a very fastidious people. Yes, look at their toilets. Their toilets are incredible. Incredible. Way a year, yes. light years ahead of what we've got here oh, in Bridge Plumbing. Incredible. Bridge Plumbing, you've never thought about No, 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 no. And those B-days they've got oh, with the their B-days. set your temperature, oh, set the... the dial little, up everything. Dial up everything. Oh, you can no. overspray a jet, yeah. do anything. <laughs> Power flush. Power flush. Under pressure. Yep. No pressure. I mean, yep. it's just incredible. I know. People queue up to use them even when they don't want to go to the toilet. That's how great they are. Now, I've said to them, because they said to me, oh, Mr. Mr. Slaven, um, should, we, should we put sanitizer in our cisterns? Mm. I said, well, that's an idea I haven't had before. I know. We could try that. Mm. But at the moment there's no need. I mean, should we get a breakout somewhere, that's something we could... Uh, 
look at. We could look at very, very closely. Uh, but you, it's this uh, cross-pollination of ideas that I'm enjoying. Yeah, and plane travel. You see, I'm not convinced by plane travel yet. No. I mean, people are no. – certainly it looks as though plane travel is knocked on the head internationally till the yeah. new year, mm. but then Qantas are saying they're not going to go anywhere till March. Yeah. So it doesn't – Well, we might I mean, have to rethink the way it's done. Maybe with the 100 metres, it's a Zoom sort of thing well, where you have the Australian competitor, you know, here at Homebush and the Japanese competitor is obviously at Tokyo. Da, da, da. You all start at the same time and it's measured – and then you get a winner. Yeah, no, that, now that's happening with certain sports and I think virtual swimming I think is the first of those. Oh, okay, yes. I think they're thinking about that. Yep. I think it's an excellent idea. Yes. I hadn't thought of it on an international scale. No. And how would Bruce call it? Oh, See, man. he'll be skilled by then yes. because they're calling footy obviously nowhere near the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah, AFL. Yeah. So Bruce will be able to see what's happening in Well, he'd have eight, a Zoom screen, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, Zoom with screens the... on the 10 in, lanes in front of him. Yeah. And off they go. Yeah. Are you completely happy about the, I want to use the term, electronic possibility? Oh, obviously. Look, I worry about what I call buffering issues. Yeah, buffering. They make it difficult for a caller. I mean, I wouldn't like to be Bruce doing this. What a challenge. And starting... Imagine being but the, it's the sort of challenge that Bruce would. Oh, Bruce would love it. He'd love it. He would. He'd be there. He'd be talking about the best in the business and he all would. that sort of Good call, BT, <laughs> even if BT wasn't there. <laughs> The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. Before we come to the second hunk of loot for the afternoon, look, this is disturbing me because it's got a this. You know, you think, you think sports administration they know what's going on. They know COVID is burying everything, but Super Netball players are calling for more clarity on the controversial super shot which we've discussed before. Ah, this uh, was described as being insane. Wasn't it? It was. The, shoot, the super shot. Now, this the comp gets underway on August 1st. The league is yet still to define how it'll work. Uh, season starts next Saturday, I think. Clubs have not been told how the shot will be singled. The super shot awards two goals, I suppose two points, for a successful shot taken from the outer portion of the goal circle in the final five minutes of each quarter. Mm. Way too complex. Yeah. However... How the players will be notified is yet to be determined. Giants captain Joe Harton said it was yet another unknown. Yep. 
We've been adaptable around the two-point shot. We've been adaptable around returning to training around COVID-19. So this is just one more thing to put in the folder. We're giving the league a bit of time with it. Obviously, what has been a crazy few months, they're still working out the details. I tell you what, not a truer word, a crazy few months. Insane. On Sunday, the league woke up to the news that all teams outside Queensland would be moved to the Sunshine Coast amid rising COVID-19 cases in Victoria and New South Wales. Now, this disrupts a lot of players' work and study patterns, mm. and let's not forget the players yeah. are not paid nearly as much as, say, a rugby league player. No, they, 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 somebody they, they who, often have jobs. Exactly. Jobs. What? I mean, yeah. it's unheard of, isn't it? It is. And what's weird is they have to – it's easy to move rugby league players around because the only source of income is the rugby league. Often. Yeah, often. these days. Back in the day it wasn't know. when half of them were coppers. And garbos. And garbos, yeah. yeah. half. A number of players are giving up part-time study and other commitments to make the move, but they're yet to be told by the league when they will be required to travel. So there's two baffling issues. How the shot's going to be determined and when they're going to travel. Super Netball said more clarity would give me in the coming days. That's the super shot. Yesterday, Giants practised with the super shot despite uncertainty about the rule. Young gun Kira Austin said there was still a number of technical points that you need to work through. If you step from the one point into the two point... Whether that's considered a two-point. Uh, Do you understand what yeah. I mean? If the ball's in the air f- uh, f- on five minutes, does it count as a two-pointer if it's gone through after five minutes? Yeah. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. shot, yeah. drops. Yeah. yeah. Austin said players were hoping that uh, for the last five minutes the hoop would be light up and a siren or music would be played to alert players of the change. But there's enormous crowd noise in yeah, some of these are. venues. Yeah, yeah, be okay yeah. if it's played. Maybe there won't be so many crowds. Yeah. Giants are hopeful some matches will be still played in, in Sydney. Yeah. Giants and Swifts have been told to prepare for a 24-hour travel turnaround to Queensland. Hang on a minute. How are they going to get into Queensland? They can't get into Queensland. See, this is half-baked. Half-baked? They haven't thought it through at all. Have you got any ideas that we could suggest for indicating... Yeah. Both. Oh, that it's a two-point shot coming up. Yeah. So that the players are aware of it. Do you think they should have a timeout just before it? Well, I'd suggest you go straight to, to begin with, to black. All lights are off. Just for... Say, 30 seconds. Well, half a second. That's all you'd need. Yeah. And then an elephant horn sort of... Because right. people would be and shocked. Then, There'd be a silence. What the fuck is wha- going wha- on? Wha- wha- yeah, <laughs> and then the hoop starts yeah. going through its rainbow of colours. Bing, 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 I think that would give people the... idea. she's yeah, on. Yeah, that's, oh, something's on here. What is, oh, it's a two-point shot. Oh, look forward to that. How does the murderer get away with it? is calling for a royal commission. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, that second hunk of loop, we've got the ABC Grandstand, Unsung Sporting Heroes, stories of courage, sportsmanship and having a go and getting a go and getting your box of Krispy Kremes. Yep. So that's great there, the ABC Grandstand. Plus, speaking of the Olympics, the dream, week one in VHS, week two on VHS. That's from uh, 20 years ago almost to the day. Yep. Some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Okay, the question is as follows, HG. What were the two terms that troubled Gary's grammar freak daughter, Amy? What were the two terms that troubled Amy? 
If you are a genuine person of faith and love rugby league, what can you do? Just believe. HG. Now, Roy, just before we come to the caller, there's an update on the Sawali. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, I think Jeff is suggesting that uh, Sawali should play shoot shield. He's from the Penrith area and the uh, Penrith Emus, is yes. it? Yes. I think they're having their return to, Sheffield, to shoot shield this afternoon. Right. Oh, isn't that great news? Yes. And any sightings yet of JS on the sideline? No, no, not to my – I've heard nothing. Are you suggesting one match with the Emus and then straight into the Rabbits? Oh, no, no, he, straight into the Waratahs. No, and, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, being devious there. Yeah. I'm being devious, devious there. I'm not yeah. suggesting something. Well, he could get a taste of what, you know, professional rugby union is about and – Maybe like it. And maybe like it. Mm-hmm. Think maybe three mil. That sounds all right. What do you think, Dad? Yep, sounds good to me. Who are we talking to? Three Roy? million dollar emu. There wouldn't yeah. be many of those running around this <laughs> afternoon, HG. No. I can assure you of that. We're taught, joined by Kate from the Central Coast. How are you there, Kate? I'm very well, gents. How are you? Good. Now the Central Coast. What's happening at Wombrel? And what's your feeling yes. about Wombrel? It's being washed away. Yeah, I'm a little bit north of there, but uh, well, you know, council haven't played the game, or they have played the game. Who knows? Who but, knows? Uh, fair bit it- of strife there. Can I ask if they put something up at Wombrel, do they have to do it for everybody? I mean, it'd be very well, that, expensive. That would we have to put a case, wall? Or... We have the same issue at Nora Head. There you so, go. There you are. Is there a talk yeah. of a wall at Nora Head? Yeah, yeah. There a bit is. of um, vegetation that they've put in to hold it all together. So, yeah, yeah who knows? Well, are you threatened at all by... Big seas? Uh, you know, no, the, the, the beach disappearing? I'm 400, 400 metre from the, where it's dropping off, so I'm okay. Well, the way things are going, you could be right on the beach in, say, <laughs> three, or, three or four seasons. <laughs> yeah, I could have a beachfront property soon, yeah. yes. Now, have you been to, uh, is it Terrigal where the, uh, the uh, Warriors are staying? Have you been to have a look at the Warriors? I haven't been to see the Warriors, so I think they're down at the Star of the Sea, um, complex, yes. uh, but haven't seen them out and about either. No. Right. Now, that Star of the Sea complex, that used to be the Catholic Church there. Correct. Mm. They capitalised on that one, haven't they? They certainly did. They sold it off for a hotel. They did. Right. Yes. Yes, they, they did. did. Lovely views, HG. Of, uh, you could look directly towards the Skillion there, couldn't you? That's the one. Mm. When was the last time you climbed the Skillion, Kate? <laughs> I have never done it. Wow. Well, on your bucket list, though, Kate? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I've been... I have bigger things to do. <laughs> okay, I've been involved a lot with uh, planning in the Central Coast, as you may know, and uh, we there was a, a a call for a Kiwi Connects to go in alongside the Skillion and so enable people from the Central Coast or anywhere from Australia to drive <laughs> New Zealand. Right. Would you like to see that happen? I mean, you'd be closer to Auckland than you would Sydney by the looks. Yeah, that, that would be a handy, a very handy connect to have, actually. Uh, I think they've put in new steps and uh, uh, leading up the Skillion now. I think it's, it's a lot easier now than it used to be to get up there. Well, they probably don't want it to drop into the ocean either. No, no well, that's like right. that, especially since you haven't climbed it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I now, may get to it one day. Uh, Kate, now, uh, Kate, the question is, uh, what were the two terms that troubled Gary's grammar-loving daughter, Amy? It was try 
and behind. Absolutely correct, Kate. The ABC Grandstand Unsung Sporting Heroes book and the Dream Week 1, uh, Dream Week 2 on VHS, still wrapped in their cellophane. Uh, we'll get them to, uh, to you as soon as we can get them in the post. Uh, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Terps, Mytho, Bleach and Hand Sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, speaking of the Waratahs, Roy, mm. uh, now, am I right in thinking the Waratahs lost to the Rebels last night? They did, it? and it was described as an embarrassment. What? Hmm. Tars th- an embarrassment? I think the Tars were, there are considered uh, charges might be laid against the Waratahs for bringing rugby union into disrepute. Right. Wouldn't that make a fascinating case? It would. And uh, opening up the game for ridicule. And was there any call for from the crowd, what would John Eels do? <laughs> well, I now, don't, look, I don't think there was anyone there, H.G. No, no, fair enough. Now, Tom Horton is the reserved Waratahs hooker who doubles as a chippy. Does like he this? really? Well, that's because, see, there's planning. Mm. No matter what happens, I He's mean, the Waratahs are going to fall over. Well, if they do, he'll be grinning because he knows there's plenty of work for chippies. Indeed. And he hits like a freight train and has a point to prove in his first start. Well, this was a week or so ago. Right. Or a couple of weeks ago, I think. Did uh, he get a run around last night? To, oh. Did he get a chance to hit like a freight train last night or was that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> the, the freight train was derailed. But uh, the COVID-19 forced the shutdown of Super Rugby. Horton opted to go back to the tools and the most make the most of his four-year carpentry apprenticeship for a bit of extra money. Mm. Now, this is... Can I just say this is a story of the day? Yeah. Meaning that when we think about films, we don't think about stars, we don't think about glamour. No. We feel about think about people who do the it's wiring, the electric. People electrics. who put the tracks down. Lay to, the tracks down. To get put the, the camera to move smoothly, you don't get any jumping about, you know, it's We we think about the set builders. We do. What was that stuff that you were doing? Vacform. Vacform. Thanks it's, very it's much. The building plastic, sets out of vacuum. Yeah, you just paint it and it looks like a house. <laughs> And remember, of course, I think we were able to – we had some reports that Australian people using VACform were able to build a, a village that you could film Midsummer Murders in in 20 minutes. Easily, yep. So it's nothing new for the 23-year-old, three-year-old who gave away – who's used to slaving away during the day before backing up for training in the evenings for Sydney University. Mm. There were early starts across Sydney for Horton who says the goal was playing – of playing professional rugby was a big incentive. I used to get more bad work than good work, so you really made the most of it when you got good work. Anything with a shovel usually isn't that nice. Uh, framing and skirting are good. Yeah. I'd love to get a job on a set, oh, on a movie set. Well, uh-huh. Nice and easy on the back, that's the framing and skirting yeah. and the knees. Yep. Uh, that's the only thing I really wanted to do. Well, skirting would get to your knees a bit because you're on the Yeah, on the ground, on the floor. Level on the corners. Yeah. Uh, I think he means shovel work, you know, obviously very bad for the Oh, no one likes doing shovel work. No, I don't. I I hate shovel work. If I see a shovel, I run. Yeah. Now, that's the only thing I really wanted to do at school is to be in the building trade. I mean, this is Australia today. It is, isn't it? I mean, this is the growth of the economy. Yeah. It's always, I mean, sure. Look, look, look it's just a changing landscape, HG. Changing you know, landscape, back that's in right. The, back in the day, you'd, you'd see people, smart types, thinking, oh, well, I wouldn't mind being a lawyer or a, a solicitor or an Med- accountant or, or, or a medico, you know, a brain surgeon. 
You'd often hear that. You'd sneer to yourself. Um, these days, it's far more... Hands on. Yeah. Now, can I point out that... I'm know, not saying it's better or worse. No, I'm no, just it's, it's just different. a changing... Yeah. It's just different. That's the arrow all. of history. Yes. Now, can I come back to the news? Every yeah. night they talk about the economy. Yeah. What do they show? People making coffee. Yeah. That's all they ever show. Yeah. They don't show somebody with a, a, a you know, Put shovel. Put a skirting board in. Yeah, exactly. Thanks very much. Or someone with a shovel. Because it's too hard yes. for camera people to go out and find somebody who's doing anything like that <laughs> and film them, let alone bring the pictures back. In my first two years at uni, I struggled backing up for training, but then mm. I, I think, well, once you get used to it, you find out what works for you. He ended up at Sydney University for no other reason than he used to love watching on television, them mm. on television growing up. This is the team. Good. In the shoot shield. Did they only get one channel? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird kitty. He, he just loved watching shoot shield. Yeah. He idolised Phil War and Tom Carter. Oh, yeah. And since joining the club in 2016, has established himself uh, while working under Wallabies, uh, Hookers, uh, Falau Fainga and Dolu Latu. Mm-hmm. At ANZ Stadium, he's going to pack down against Fainga for a change. Uh, obviously, there used to be university mates. Right. And now they're in other teams, etc. Right, okay. Now, isn't that I interesting? Just, look, I just hope he's not under the illusion, HG, that, okay, I'm a chippy working for the stars because now I'm a chippy on film sets and you imagine what? that uh, Tom Hanks is going to come, oh, gee, I love the work you're doing there, chippy. Would you just come home and build a kitchen? Yeah, why don't you, yeah. Well, can I just... I, po- th- that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing is I just don't think playing for Sydney Uni makes him brighter. I mean, that's the other thing. People love playing for Sydney. Oh, yeah, the kind yeah. of club, you yeah, know, Phil yeah, Ward, yeah. they must know something about maths. You know, eight out of ten to catch <laughs> does count down, et cetera. But it's not going to happen. It's it doesn't a, work like that. It doesn't no, make it you doesn't brighter work just like because that. you're playing for Sydney University. No. That, well, that's exactly right. I mean, if Suwali packs down with the emus this afternoon, no one's going to say, oh, you're an emu because he's clearly not. That's so, what you mean, isn't it? Exactly, because I think the Sydney Uni might be called students. That might be their oh, catch cry. Oh, the students. Go, students. Come on, students. Put in, pack up, run it up. Where are you, Horton? Hit like a freight train. <laughs> doot, doot. You know, that sort of stuff. Right. I mean, that's the mm. idea. That's the image. Yeah. But, of course, it's never going to be like that. No, it's you know, you've got to like go that. and enroll mm-hmm. and you've got to say which <laughs> subject you're going to do. Yeah. Now, of course, these days you can't do arts because it costs too much. You can only do. Oh, you'd look stupid doing arts. Yeah, I mean, who do arts? Indeed. What when, you could be a, when you could be a chippy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, or you yeah. could be a barista. Yeah. You I mean, know? honestly, I mean, if you're in, I mean, if you really want to meet Nicole Kidman and Tom Hanks, get a job, get a trade, yeah, get a trade, and work on a film <laughs> that they're paying for out of the four hundred million that we're tipping <laughs> in their direction. <laughs> look, I, look, there's so many issues we've left out today. I oh. just hope we've done some justice to the week. Oh yes, the uh, the uh, the bloke who ran out on the park in Oh, how's Perth. he going? Yeah. Look, he's been fined eight grand, HG. And how's the GoFundMe page going? He's been he's raised three hundred and fifty. Oh. So Sad, he's 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 I'm glad you finished that off. He's, so he's disillusioned. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> he's described as being disillusioned, yeah. Oh, and he's gonna leave Western Australia and go to go back to Victoria. Right. What a sad end to that is, wonderful story of a yeah. bloke who had an idea and too many beers. <laughs> that cheerful <laughs> note, we leave you from bludging on the blind side for another week. We'll see you next week for more of the same. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. 
Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.